Hello and welcome to a, another episode of Bondi Nights. It's a podcast recorded in Bondi at night. And what do you say we just get right into it? The first thing I want to talk about is sugar babies and sugar daddies. Uh, it is the thing that kind of made me think about this as a potential topic. Uh, it was a conversation I had earlier tonight with a friend of mine, female friend. Uh, she and she was, you know, we were talk- we got on the subject of sugar babies. Very interesting subject. I mean, especially now with this uh, this OnlyFans craze. You know, for anyone who doesn't know what OnlyFans is, perhaps like some of my older listeners. It's like this uh, website where you can go um, and there'll be, there'll be girls who take basically like, you know, pictures of themselves, usually like kind of pornographic pictures. And these aren't like professional, you know, models or sex workers. Usually these are just like ordinary girls maybe like girls who are involved in Instagram influencer culture, but you know, pretty amateurish for the most part. And then you, you basically get, give them some money for the privilege of getting to see their, their, um, intimate photographs. Uh, I don't know if videos are included on this service, but you know, uh, you get the idea. I, I'm not too familiar with it, um, as you can probably tell. My friend is more familiar with it, although I should, you know, make it clear that she's not, she's not on it. Um, but she's in, you know, who wouldn't find it very interesting? Uh, given that these girls, a lot of some of these girls are making, you know, millions and millions of dollars uh, doing this. You know, just for just for like doing the kind of things that, you know, back in the day, like, uh, back in the day, uh, you know, there was magazines and, and, uh, you know, girls weren't getting paid this much money. I mean, maybe the elites, the elite, uh, models and, you know, um, were, but certainly not and and maybe like the in the OnlyFans community they're not all making huge amounts of money but you do hear about a lot of them making a lot of money and um this was kind of we were talking sort of about how you know women are getting so like empowered with their own like uh you know professional careers and their very independent now and that things are getting quite sort of inverted where traditionally it's been males who have been like the ones that are bringing home the bacon right and then uh the 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 woman used to be sort of like a dependent upon the financial uh aid of 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 a man and that's certainly not the case anymore um, women are increasingly 
the primary breadwinners, um, you know, and their their boyfriends, if they have a boyfriend, um, you know, they're, they're often playing playing second fiddle, you know, not, not making as much money. Uh, and we were kind of talking about this, and I was, I was saying, like, I wonder if, you know, things get to a point where, like, it would be an acceptable thing for a woman to be, like, the sole breadwinner and, like, the man to just stay at home, but not... Because I think that, that that is a thing already, but it's specifically um, the idea of, like, a stay-at-home dad. You know, we, you hear about, oh, yeah, uh, so uh, my girlfriend is a lawyer, so she makes more money than me. I'm, like, a, you know, social worker, say. And, um... So it makes more sense, you know, for when we're trying to start a family that, you know, she would work and I would take care of the kids because cause she's going to be bringing home a lot more money. So it, so it, the, the context in which this, this kind of progressive alternative arrangement um, has been trialed has usually been in the context of, like, having kids. There's not a whole lot of... I, I just don't feel like it's being discussed, a situation where there's a couple that don't want to have kids. The woman wants to work because she loves her job. You know, she loves loves working, I don't know, uh, long hours or, like, having this job that she's passionate about, professional kind of job, and then... She's with a guy who's not really very ambitious and doesn't really want to do anything with his life. Uh, he's just happy to just chill. And, like, how's that... Like, would that be a, a, a situation in the future where the the woman's sort of just like, Honey, I'm home. And he's, and he's just sort of in his sweatpants, just, just like, Oh, hey, you know. Uh, and, and that... You know, I was asking, like, because, honestly, I wouldn't mind that situation, personally. Um, I just feel like it's quite difficult to hook that up, because there's usually an expectation that you have the kids, and then you are obviously going to be taking care of the kids, um, at least until they're old enough to go to school. And that's not what I'm into. Like, I would much rather have a career, you know, and and then then to be like a a house dad, stay-at-home dad. But I would I wouldn't mind being a stay-at-home boyfriend, you know. Uh, that would be kind of cool because there I have a lot of interests that aren't necessarily connected to, you know, uh, c career, you know, I, I, I have, like, hobbies, and I really like, you know, meditation, and, you know, exercise, I like going for very long walks, you know, just uh, what the French call flaneur, 
you know, uh, just a, a wanderer. Like, I like just wandering around town and looking at, like, you know, if some cat, you know, is up on a high wall, I just look at that cat and I'm like, cool, you know? And just little things. Um, uh, so I can, I'm very happy spending my days sort of just in this really unstructured way. And, um, you know, if there was a woman who was, like, happy to, you know, pay, pay the rent and, like, pay the food bill and everything, and I, you know, I would, it's not like I wouldn't do anything, you know, in terms of around the house. Obviously, I would do some, do some uh, chores and stuff. But it's not like I would be, it would be like a quid pro quo that I was expected to. You know, I, I would be doing it sort of because I wanted to, not because I was expected to. Uh, that would have, that would be very important, that it wouldn't be like a quid pro quo kind of situation. Uh, but like a spontaneous gesture of wanting to help out. Uh... Yeah, I was sort of explaining this to my friend, like, this would be a, a situation that I wouldn't mind being into. And she and she was like, well, you know, I just don't think that's very realistic because, like, what are you bringing to the table, you know? Like, you, because she, she said there's kind of two kinds of boyfriends that a girl uh, that you're describing like a like a career woman would be interested in either she'd want a guy that was like equally goal oriented and driven and like um successful as herself uh or a guy that was going to give her a lot of support and that's she specifically was just was talking about like emotional support like if she had a bad day she suggested that I might be like, you know, have a glass of wine ready for her, and and be like, tell me about it. You know, did did that did that Cheryl uh, give you give you some some more bullshit today? Like, oh, and then you would, and then and then me and her, me and her would like sort of hate on Cheryl for a bit. You know, and I would be, like, in her, on her side, like, and she'd c kind of go blow for blow about her latest, her latest, um, uh, little, little skirmish with Cheryl. And, um, and I was like, no, absolutely not. This wouldn't be what I wanted at all. Because, again, it kind of is like that quid pro quo, sorry, quid pro quo, right? Uh, which would be, like, I'm I'm not interested if if I'm expected to do stuff. I would, you know, and then another friend who sort of it, it sort of has a bit of bit of interest in this conversation at this point. He suggests maybe I would my role would be more like uh, analogous to that of a um kind of like a like a dog, you know that I don't really need to do anything. Like, but the implication, if I'm, like, being a dog, is that I would need to provide, like, sort of love. Because that's kind of what animals do, right? Like, they just give you their love in exchange for food. 
So that's kind of a quid pro quo too. Not really my thing, as I've said several times already. So it's not like it's not like I would wouldn't want be willing to give love and affection and dare I say emotional support. But it's not. I'm not doing. This isn't like something that I would do because it was expected of me in exchange for free rent and uh, free um, room and board. You know. And so, as I'm saying this, I'm like, no, I'm not interested in pouring the Chardonnay. No, I'm not interested in hearing about Cheryl, necessarily. I mean, if I was interested, then I would obviously do it gladly. But if I wasn't interested, I didn't want. I wouldn't want to be expected to listen to this stuff. And so then my friend is getting a little bit frustrated, and she's like, well, then what are you bringing to the table? You know, this is this is kind of where it all it always ends up is like, you, how are you going to really bring this situation about? And I say, like, look, I'm not expecting this situation. I'm just saying it would be nice. I would, if if someone, if a girl came up to me, not like if she came up to me, but if we were dating and she was like, look, I think you're the best and I, I just want, you know, to be with you, don't want you to have to have to do anything like for me. I just want to like take care of you, uh, and I don't want anything in return. Um, I all I'm saying is that would be a good situation, <laughs> and um, and sure. And, and she's like, yeah, sure, that would be a good situation. But like, how realistic is that? Because how many girls would be so willing to just do like bend over backwards to meet your needs and not expect anything in return is basically the po- the pointy end of this conversation as it as it developed and it's like i actually do feel like it is a possibility to have have this kind of relationship because of well first of all the shifting gender roles right because there's definitely a lot of guys who would have this situation with with girls where it's like they they wouldn't expect them to do anything it's just that just really all that they would expect in exchange for their like basically the guy paying for everything is that the girl would just be faithful to them and she wouldn't even need to really cook and clean that much even. Um, but yeah, that's just the main thing, right? The fidelity. And, you know, if I was, you know, tr- truly in love with this girl, that wouldn't be an issue for me. Like, as it shouldn't be an issue for any guy in a long-term committed relationship. So, that's not... That's not... It. And the the fact that there are guys who would be very happy with this situation with a girl makes me think like if we're living in a progressive future why couldn't that be the other way around for a guy you know and second of all it's like you don't I just don't feel like it's necessarily about doing things like what are you bringing to the table because the fact is if you're just like someone that, you know, 
you don't necessarily need to do anything. It's just your, it's just your vibe. It's just your like presence, you know, in your company that would just make things okay. Like it, it's not like I would need to ask a whole, you know, be like a really active listener and be really like, um, you know, do do all these nice gestures and acts at the end of the day to like lift her out of a funk. You know, if I was like a certain type of person that just radiated a kind of like calmness and, uh, you know, serenity, all it would take would be like a little bit of time in my immediate presence. And she would just be like, oh, what was I worrying about with Cheryl? That's just, that's just silly. You know, because there are, there are people like that, and I'm sure you've met some of them, who are like that, right? Where you're just like, when you're with these people, they're so calm, and they're so um, uh, just happy and, and serene, that it makes you realize that, all of your bullshit is just bullshit, you know? And when you're with them, you're not really absorbed in your own, your own just negative thoughts. And, and that's all I want, you know, that's, that's out of my life really. If I'm, if I'm to like boil it down to just one kind of goal, it's to just be that kind of person who just, in, it, it inspires mild emotions in everyone that I encounter and just makes everyone a little bit calm and a little bit happy and serene and you know maybe I'm not there yet but you know I'm working on it you know I, I, I feel like I'm I'm making positive steps in that direction. And if I can get to that point where I'm just like this real chill guy who can just bum around in a V-neck maybe or like, you know, some kind of uh, linen shirt and some Birkenstocks and just sort of be real mellow and, and you know, in a way that like Jack Johnson... Uh, music, you know, I I want to be like the Jack Johnson music of 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 a person, who I who I imagine is probably quite similar to the man Jack Johnson. Uh, but then again, maybe not. Maybe the real Jack Johnson is like a really neurotic and strung out guy, and it's like nothing like his music. Although I highly doubt that. I just want to be like that, you know, just like a real chill guy, and then. You know, it's not that I'm a great cook or that I have the Chardonnay at the door or like, you know, any of these kinds of gestures. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just the radiate, the radiating of the, of the yellow light that I think is enough, you know? And so that's, you know, that's a good, that's a good idea. Like if we can move as a society towards this kind of progressive future where I can just be chilling around the house and just radiating a kind of Jack Johnson energy in exchange for kind of like a upper middle class existence 
that's uh, bought and paid for by my like um, highly motivated professional uh, wife, then great. That that what better what better uh, life could you could you aim for really? And um, the other thing I guess coming out like going going off from that if we're staying on the subject of relationships and you know the the dividing of the responsibilities and duties is just this idea of like um i i remember seeing this movie with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn where they're like having a divorce and and he and she says like oh i want you to I want you to want to do the dishes. And he's like, why would I want to do the dishes? Like, that's just an inherently mundane and boring task. And she's like, no, I want you to want to do the dishes. And that's kind of really at the core of what I'm trying to talk about in this episode. And that we were trying to, like, talk about you know, at this, in this discussion that I'm reflecting on, uh, even though I feel like we were kind of talking past each other for the most part, it's like, it's like, I think people want, want this idea of, like, support. They want, they want a partner that supports them, but I'm just totally against this idea of, like, one person supporting another person, I've always I've always been really against it and and it reminds me of like when I was hiking I was going on this hike and um this was back in 2016 and it was like a very long distance hike that went from you know the the American Mexican me, the uh, US Mexico border in California to the American Canadian border along the west coast of the US. It's called the Pacific Crest Trail. And along the way, you know, it's a very long hike. It's like five months of hiking every every day, basically. And along the way, I saw so many, like, hiking partnerships. You know, people who, who either, like, started with their boyfriend or girlfriend or good friend or you know they met someone along the way and maybe they got into a relationship a trail romance or it remained platonic like I even had some friends that I hiked with for a while whose names I can't remember anymore um no it's they're, they're in oblivion at this point but they were Canadians and it was just like a guy and a girl and they were completely platonic and they met on the trail the whole time. Hiked together for five months and nothing happened. But the thing that I observed with so many of these relationship is relationships, these traveling, hiking partnerships, was that one party was always slightly faster they had they had a, a faster pace meaning that they could do more miles in a day 
with ease than the other person. And there was always this kind of like tension, right? Where they were pulling them, they were trying to get them to go a little bit faster than they were willing to go, than they wanted to go, ideally. Uh, and then the other person was trying to, was basically slowing them down and saying, I can't go any further, faster than I'm going. You know, so there was, and, and maybe you could say that the person who was going faster was keeping the other person like accountable and on track because if they didn't go a certain pace they would um not make it to Canada by the by the the time that it gets too late because it gets snowed in which is like in October um and so that person was really doing them a service but the point is like they're not going at their own pace and there's always I I always sensed a bit of resentment on both sides from the from the fast person who was being slowed down and from the slow person who was being forced to go faster than they felt comfortable with and it's like this is this is really what the idea of like a supportive relationship is to me in in essence is like it's a kind of like unnatural arrangement where one person is like the fast person that's sort of like being held back but is sort of you know copying it um and trying to act like it doesn't bother them and then the slow person who's sort of trying to keep pace so that they don't get left in the dust alone and uh you know, I don't, I don't buy into this. I think you should go your own pace, and and if you find someone who is exactly your pace, then that's great. But don't slow your pace for anyone else, and don't speed up for anyone else, because you're not hiking your own hike. This is an expression that is commonly used on the trail is like hike your own hike. It's even abbreviated to H-Y-O-H. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I would say to anyone who's like thinking about getting into a relationship for the emotional support or for the financial support. I mean, I know that I said that I would like a situation where I was being fin financially supported. But it's not like I need it. Like I'm, I'm happy to get a job, you know, uh, or or to have like a, even if it's just to pay the bills. It doesn't have to be like a, uh, a, a you know, a full-on professional, like, office job. It could just be like a casual kind of thing. Like my point is, like, I would be happy in this situation, but I don't need it. Just like, I'd be happy, like hiking with someone else you know because of the company and because of the the comfort of like maybe they have a nicer tent than me I don't know but I don't need it like I have my own tent and everything's all right so that I don't know if that metaphor is like the perfect one for describing what I'm trying to describe but that's kind of what what I'm getting at and this is this is the end of the episode uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow the podcast 
Bondo Nights on Spotify. And as always, like, get in touch with me on bondonights at gmail.com uh, for anything. Questions, comments, suggestions. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I hope every, everything is going well for you in life, in love. Uh, and I hope that you'll uh, stay tuned for more episodes, uh, which will be coming very, very soon. All right, good night. Bye.